You're listening to the Monica Cade Podcast, a conscious approach to all things health and lifestyle, empowering you to be your best self in each moment. Because the truth is, that's all we ever have. From conscious lifestyle tips that'll help you make better choices in all areas of your life, through to interviews with game-changing entrepreneurs, creative minds, and thought leaders. These conversations move me. They're changing the world, and I hope they impact yours. So, without further ado, let's dive into this week's conversation. Welcome to the Oprah Winfrey Leadership Academy for Girls podcast series. If you haven't been listening, this series is a five-part series where I talk to five girls that have graduated from the Oprah Winfrey Leadership Academy for Girls in South Africa. Today, my guest is Gugu Malupe, who was born in a small town in Middleburg, and she was raised by her grandmother in Johannesburg. She is part of the 2014 graduating class, the O-Paragons of the Oprah Winfrey Leadership Academy for Girls, and she started her journey at OLAG in 2008. She was an active part of leadership, sports, and cultural facets of the school. She played netball and was part of the senior debate team, choir, and the marimba ensemble. She continued her studies at the University of Witwatersrand, graduating with a Bachelor of Arts in International Relations and Media Studies. She's currently studying towards her honours in media studies in the University of South Africa. Gugu has had quite the life and her story is really inspiring and very humbling and it's so amazing to hear girls like her talk about chasing their dreams and the opportunity that lies before them in their lives. Really, it's astounding and I can't wait to share our conversation with you. Hello, Gugu. Thanks so much for joining me this evening. Hi, Monica. Thank you so much for having me. Now, you have a pretty fascinating story, and I thought maybe we could just share with our audience a little bit about your background and because you grew up in Johannesburg, and you were also raised by your grandmother, which is interesting, and I'd love to hear more about that. Yes, so you're right. I was raised in Joburg, but not originally born in Joburg. I was born in a small town called Middleburg in Mpumalanga. Um, But because my mom had me at a pretty young age, my paternal grandmother took to looking after me and raising me. She was an amazing woman. And I grew up on the side of life where I saw privilege, I guess, but I wasn't part of a privileged group because my grandmother was a domestic worker. So I had a bit of both worlds and exposure to both worlds as I was growing up. And I got to learn a lot of value in in my upbringing from being in both spectrums of the world, I think. Hmm. How did it make you feel personally, I guess, when you were a bit younger? Did you feel like you wanted to have more or did you develop an appreciation for what you did have and you knew that you know there were other opportunities out there I think a bit of both if I'm being honest because I have a strong appreciation for my grandmother and her being able to work as a domestic for as long as she did Um, she did it for a very long time and 
up to her 70s as in mid 70s so i had an appreciation for everything that i had because i knew it came with a lot of sacrifice and a lot of hard work but also i knew that it had to get better not only for me but for her for my family for my siblings um i knew that it there has to be an opposite side of my reality and i wanted to experience that i couldn't always peg it from my young age but i did always know that if this isn't what i want if this amount of hard work and fatigue and sickness that came with being a domestic worker when you're old isn't what i wanted for myself when i was old surely there had to be something else that was better and easier and that's sort of where i got the feeling of wanting more or something else or something that was better and mm. i never always knew what that was but as i grew up i sort of started putting it together Mm. I like that you say that you didn't necessarily know what it always was because I know everyone goes through different stages in life where there's that feeling and you can't quite pinpoint it sometimes but you just know like you beautifully shared that there's something more. Yes. Yes, definitely. Because also sometimes you're too young to know what more is. You're too you understand basic feelings you understand that that's tiring you understand that that's painful you understand that that isn't comfortable and that makes you sick so mm. what doesn't do all of that is what you try to understand in the end mm. where do you feel that you developed this sense of i guess courage to go after the life that you did want i think part of it is by nature just who i am but a lot of it has to do with with my family and the influence of my grandmother i am a survival person i absolutely don't like being uncomfortable um i always say there are three feelings that I, that i really don't like and i associate a lot of poverty and pain that comes with poverty with them and that's pain being cold and being hungry a lot of my childhood was that and so i don't i don't like those and So from that I knew that I don't want to feel that I don't ever want to not be able to do anything about those three feelings. Mm-hmm. And so that's just survival that's just your own kind of um fight or flight kind of instinct pulling in and you can't run away from your own life. So you face it and you just run and you try to survive. But also my grandmother was always very strict and very clear with me that at the end of the day kuku you can't not be educated kuku you can't not have things that are of your own so you can't not have your own house you can't not have your own dreams and things that you aspire to and your own education because her philosophy was always that things of this earth fade but your education doesn't you can lose a car you can lose a house you can lose food you can lose everything but you never lose your education and and that helps you make decisions that help you get the life that you want and because she instilled that when i was young and i was forced to get good grades and you know forced to really perform um from a very young age i think that's what always gave me the courage to wake up every day and try my best and keep on going because one i didn't want to disappoint her but two i just wanted to survive i needed it to get better every part of me was fighting for everything to get better wow firstly what an amazing woman your grandmother was to instill such things with you and and that, that wisdom that she shared it's it's so true you know so when we think these external things are so important but if you take them away 
you know, they're just things in the end. So I love that she really encouraged you to probably at different times you didn't feel like it, but encouraged you to (laughs) do your best and go after that great life that you wanted. Yeah, no, definitely. And thank you. Yeah, she was great. She was quite great. And so what made you decide to apply to OLAG? Um, I actually have a very funny story about OLAG. Uh, In 2007, when the school opened, I saw it on the news. And I told my grandmother and my aunt at the time that I'm going to go to the school. And they laughed at me. And they said to me, Nana, Mm -hmm. you're smart because you get the 80s and the 90s. But you know, there are kids out there that are getting like 97, 98, 99, 100% for all of their subjects. And this school looks like it's a school for smart girls. And I said, but I'm smart. I'll get you. <laughs> and they really didn't believe me. And 2008 came and Oleg dropped off some of their applications at my school and nominated my principal to choose who they wanted who my primary school wanted to apply to the school. And I happened to be one of those people. And I fought my way in after that through the process. I, I wanted it badly because I knew it would be so much of a load off of, off of my family's shoulders. If I went to Oleg, my grandmother could finally stop working. She could finally rest. Um, and she was at the time, I think 72, if I'm not lying, when I went to Oleg. So I I knew that it was time for her to also just go back to the rurals, breathe some rural air and just sit down finally after working so hard to look after me. And Oleg would would allow her to do that. But it was also a game changer for me. Imagine going to an all-girls boarding school where everything is paid for and you don't have to worry about a single thing. I don't have to worry about where my next meal is going to come from. I don't have to worry about where my next jean or shoes are going to come from or stationery, anything like that. All I have to do is just get there, earn my way in and do my best while I'm there. And that was amazing for me. So I fought, I saw it and I just fought. Wow. I cannot imagine, I mean, what you would have felt when you found out when you got in and then to know all that was then provided for you what what kind of it was it very emotional for you what experience was that like oh it was crazy monica i remember it like mm-hmm. it was yesterday uh the teacher that mentored me through the process was my maths teacher and she found the letter first before i did and she came into my maths class and she called me outside and she said, read the letter. I opened it and I'm like, ma'am, but you read it. So tell me, she's like, I'm not telling you anything. So I read it. And the first thing I did was scream. <laughs> All I said was I made it. I screamed. It was like that hurling pitch high scream yeah. that just vibrated through the school corridors. <laughs> and I just said, I made it. Then I cried. And then I wept. Because then I knew that it was that breakthrough because that year was a very hard year for my grandmother and I um we went through quite a tough time so then I knew that oh yes when when my grand said it's always darkest before it dawns Mm. I got it at that point and it was an amazing day my grandmother cried she the first thing she did was just cry she just cried and cried and cried and then we told the rest of my family and it was it was great it was really great 
It's so beautiful to hear that excitement in your voice, you know, uh, and and you're you're the second girl that I've listened to share their own experience, and and you guys make it sound like it just happened a moment ago, like it, you haven't forgotten that that joy and and that feeling of being accepted, and and I can feel it too. Like I've got my eyes; you can't see them, but I'm like they're filled with tears happy tears for you but it's it's such a oh it's such an uplifting story I cannot imagine you know what your family has had to go through I'm curious though what did your uh your grandmother and was it your auntie did you mention that when you first said that you're gonna yeah that you're gonna get in did you get a bit of I told you so in the end to them or were they just definitely (laughs) No, definitely without a doubt. That was, as she was crying, I'm like, but Coco, I told you. I <laughs> told you a year ago that I am going to make it. God heard. He heard and he made it happen. And my aunt said, and my aunt said to me, if you continue wanting things the way you wanted or like in your life, I don't think any door would close. I remember her saying that to me. And she just said, if you pray and you work, as hard as you did to get into Oleg and you can come tell us, I told you so, do that for everything. Oh, that is phenomenal. I love that. It's so true. It's your, your decision was so in tune with your heart. And I think like, you know, when you make that really heartfelt decision, it's like we become unstoppable. And I think well, I hope that our listeners have had moments like that in their own lives. I know I've had a few of those moments in my life too. And you just know. And that's what I guess it was like for you too. You just knew. Yeah, no, definitely. It, it was, I was young, but I knew. Yeah. I was very young, but I did know. And I think it's also important to recognise as well that you also put in the work too. It wasn't like it was just, you know, handed to you, but you also did whatever action you had to take in order to get there. So that's important to note as well. No, no, definitely. And you're speaking the absolute truth, Monica, because opportunities only meet you at the point of presence where you are working for that opportunity. You Mm -hmm. need to work for it. Otherwise it misses you because you're not there. You're not meeting it where it demands you to meet it. Um, And that's why you need to consistently push yourself and work for the things that you want because when those doors open, they fling open. Mm -hmm. And if it's not a door that's opening, there's a window that you can squeeze into usually. (laughs) You have all these beautiful analogies. I love them so much. (laughs) (laughs) They resonate with me very much. So now uh, Oleg really focuses on leadership amongst its students and its school ethic. What does leadership mean to you? Oh, that's such a loaded question. Um, But leadership for me, contrary to popular belief, isn't making people follow you and your ideologies. Um, Although that could be a component of leadership, I really don't think that's what it is. Leadership for me at its core is leading yourself and then inspiring Uh, people around you to almost take what they can from the way you live to implement it upon themselves. Leadership isn't, it isn't the, the speak in front of a crowd and then make you take an action. It really, it really isn't. But leadership is saying that 
because I live my life in a certain way and I can epitomize something good and this is what it is and this is the value and this is the ideology, therefore I can I can be a, a point of reference or a point of of departure for people around me to do something similar. That's that's essentially what it is. But it's also servant leadership. It's selfless. It's very, very selfless. Leadership is selfless. It's although you think about yourself, but you think about others as well, that how are you affecting those around you? How are you making it better for those around you? And understanding that you live a life of impact. And when you live a life of impact, you don't just do things willy-nilly because impact is not just a crowd of people that you supposedly should be leaving in the normal sense, but it's also just the people that interact with you on a daily basis. How are you impacting them? Are you being positive? Aren't you? Are you helping some sort of development? Aren't you? And that's what really it is. And once you get the fundamental servant leadership and you get the selflessness of leadership, that's when you can start impacting a lot of people and influencing a lot of people around you. But fundamentally at its core, leadership for me is leading yourself in order for you to have an impact on others. It's impact. Mm, That is a very wise response, I have to say. And I'm curious to know, do you feel that you are speaking on that from personal experience because of the life that you have lived and it forced you to really go within and lead yourself first? Yes, and also just from my OLAG experience because, if anything, OLAG made me realise that and and Mum Oprah made me realise that because at the end of the day, she led herself so well that she could lead others and finally found a school that that would be able to groom people in in a very similar way and that that's just that because from her herself her ideologies her values what she wanted to instill in the school i could take and derive that into my own life and keep on molding that to me and leading myself and those around me at the same time and i had the platform to do that and see which variation of leadership sort of works for me and what kind of leader i i am from the school and so innately the qualities were there of leadership but actual leadership really started at the school mm. so would you say that that's one of the main lessons that you learned your personal lesson that you took away from being at olag oh yes definitely Definitely. Um, It was one of the biggest lessons I did take from OLAG, but also the second lesson was how to really see through main, I'll call it mainstream leadership, but how people really socialize leadership and what being a leader really entails and being able to see past that and not necessarily want to fit to that just because of the pressure that I come from a leadership academy, because you're expected to be um, extremely bold. You're expected to be influential. You're expected to be popular. You're expected to be all of these things. Whereas leadership has really many different variations in order to be a very good leader. And that lesson helped me look through that and pass that and be able to withstand the pressure that comes with what people deem to be actual leadership when really for me it isn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely beautiful. So tell me now, you've had a really impressive academic 
past so far. You also graduated with a Bachelor of Arts in International Relations and Media Studies, and you're currently studying towards your honours in Media Studies. And you've also started a career in IT services. Now, I'd love to know, what is it that you love about IT? Oh, my goodness. I love how it changes life. It really does change it to an extent. It does make it easier. But how dynamic IT is and it influences everything that you do everywhere. Um, And I think the change for me was because of my love for media as well and the influence of media in society. But I wanted to understand what going digital really means, what digital transformation means, what um, it means to go into a space where you're in the industrial revolution, as we call it. Mm. Um, And what does that mean for how you consume media? What kind of consumer are you becoming? What what are you ingesting into your life? Um, And how is that changing your life and how you actually do things that we were socialized to do normally. How do you shop differently? How do you read news differently? How do you interact with different people differently? That kind of stuff. And I think my love for IT came in that kind of functionality that at the end of the day, there's this IT influence. What is it really influencing? How is it influencing? IT is a big curiosity for me. It's like that big little question mark that you keep probing away at. (laughs) <laughs> and it's so vast and it's constantly changing and it, I, it's it's fascinating I remember having a conversation with my, my it was all of my family at the table but my grandparents were there and we were talking about you know the all the different changes in the world and, and technology and and my grandma she was so sweet she said I wish I could live forever because I'm really excited to see what's going to happen, you know, in X amount of years' time. Like, I want to be around. I want to be around to see it. <laughs> yeah, I think we are. We're living in a very fascinating uh, time in the world. No, we really, we really, really are. I think that's one thing me and your grandmother have in common. We're curious. We want to see. It's fascinating just yeah. being there and seeing. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me, do you have a big vision for where you'd like to take your life? Yes, um, I do. It's like the the grand plan, I guess, or the, the dream mm-hmm. that if I lived and woke up doing this every day, mm-hmm. then I'd be happy. Um, and that's twofold for me. Firstly, I've I've always said that I wanted to live a, a life of impact. So for me, I want my life to be an inspiration to everyone that has a background like mine um, to say that there is an opposite side of the spectrum to our struggles and and the hectic life experiences that we go through because we aren't privileged and we can get there if we're determined and we fight our way through. It's not an easy fight. It's not um, it's not a, a painless fight, but it's a fight nonetheless that we can win. And so if I could wake up and I knew that in some way, shape, form or another, what I do on a daily basis helps the fight for a lot of people and a lot of young people, then I'd be thrilled. And the other part of it is is just putting together my love for media and my love for technology, that how can I put those two worlds together and see that from a consumer perspective, from a business perspective, 
how can I do good using those two mediums for the impact that I'm trying to have? And if I can find a way to make those two worlds meet and have impact to people that have backgrounds like mine and make life better for people, then I would have been living my ultimate purpose and ultimate dream. That's the ultimate plan. What a wonderful dream. Thank you for sharing that with me. I have a big grin on my face. You can probably hear it in my voice. <laughs> I can. Oh, thank you, Monica. Uh, so do you feel like, you know, you mentioned that you want to create impact and you want people to know that they can have the life that they dream of or a better life. Do you feel that it requires a type of person or do you think that you could possibly help nurture and foster and even instill that in people that maybe feel like they've lost hope? Yeah, I think I think I could inspire that. Um, I'd have to find a way of, of doing it. Um, other than just speaking, I think motivational talks only have a certain amount of impact to a certain extent, but really resonating with people and inspiring action takes a whole lot more than just talking. Mm. So... Um, I really want to inspire that and I really want to also find a way to provide a starting board or like just a springboard to people because a lot of the questions that I get when I do speak to young people, which I do is, but where do I start? But Google, I hear you and I want to do it and I'm fired up about it, but where do I actually start? Where, which string do I pull where do I begin? Mm. Um, because everything feels worlds apart to where you actually are. And so other than just really inspiring people to go for it, I really want to provide a tangible starting place, which I know will, will yield some kind of result. What that starting place is, I don't know. My starting place was Oleg and we'll find something that did what Oleg did, but something else hopefully that could possibly work in conjunction with Oleg or, you know, just broaden the scale of the impact that Oleg has already. Mm, that's exciting. I look forward to watching what you get up to. <laughs> Thank you, Monica. Once I know what I'm getting up to, I'll definitely let you know. <laughs> awesome. I look forward to hearing it. Okay. Can you tell me, is there one piece of self-acquired wisdom that you would like to share with our listeners about chasing their dream? Oh, um, there's, there's so many. Okay, I think the most pertinent one, and, and I say <laughs> this to my siblings quite a lot, is show up for yourself. Mm. Show up for yourself. We are always so quick to say that uh, I'm going to disappoint my parents. I'm going to disappoint uh, my teacher. I'm going to disappoint my boss. I'm going to... And that's the motivation why you show up to life um, mm -hmm. in a way that you feel like is the best way to show up. But I've found that the best way to show up is for yourself because when you think about showing up for yourself and really what motivates you and what your end goal and dream is, it completely changes the game for you because then your level of thinking just rises completely because for me, my end goal in life is impact. And so if I show up for myself, I know I'm showing up for that impact, which innately is for others and to help them as well. And so if that's my driving motivation, then I show up completely differently, a lot more motivated, a lot higher and a lot more resilient 
um, to the fight that I'm fighting at the moment that actually it's better than just saying that I really would not want to disappoint X, Y, and Z. So that's why I'm going to show up. When, when the motivation is showing up for yourself, it's so much more compelling, I think. Um, and it's so much more dutiful, but it's also so much more heartfelt because, you know, at the end of the day that there's something bigger and better that you're, that you're showing up for and therefore you're going to do it and you're going to do it to the max. Mm, well said, girl. Well said. That was very, Thanks, very... Monica. <laughs> See, <laughs> those words have moved me. Very inspiring. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so our interview is coming towards an end now, but I do have some signature questions that we're going to finish off with. Okay, cool. So the first one is sunset or sunrise and why? Um, Sunset. Because, yeah, like just my basic life story, it isn't about how I rose, but it's really about how I'm going to finish. And so I look forward to my journey towards finishing and the finish. So sunsets, definitely. Mm, I love that. What are you afraid of? Um, snakes. <laughs> so, so snakes. Um, yo, no, it's, it's, yeah, I think I'm really afraid of snakes, but in a metaphorical sense, um, just that, that slithering and slippery and not necessarily being able to 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 be touched or or comfortable around something um Mm. is like one of those scary things for me so i i really like being at peace with where i am who i'm around and so that feeling of literally being scared Mm. that snakes gives me that that i'm scared of like Mm. i i hate being scared i hate being fearful that's it's weird but yes snakes And it's so interesting to me because, you know, I've spent the last half hour talking to you and to me you seem like such a strong and confident and, you know, grounded woman. And I I know that you can be these things and you can still feel scared at times, but I find that interesting that that's your thing. Not so much the snakes. I get the snakes part, but when we're talking more <laughs> metaphorically. <laughs> now I've got one more question, which is, is there a piece of wisdom that you've been given to date that you live by? Oh yes. And mom Oprah said it herself um, while I was at school and that was choices, freedom. And once you, you can work your way to having choice, then you're free. If you, if I could work my way to choosing what I spend my time on, choosing what I invest in, choosing um, where I am and what I do, and that choice is inevitably mine, then I am truly free. Um, and that's not even necessarily in a in a material sense in terms of having the wealth to choose whatever you want to, but also mentally and within yourself and your own self-esteem and your your train of thought if I can always choose the person that I want to be then I am free I'm free of fear I'm free of um, insecurity I'm free of doubt I'm free of lack of confidence I'm free of all the things that make me think twice about who I am and the things that I want Um, and so once I enable myself with choice I'm really really free and that's what she said to us, and I've never lost it. 
That is beautiful and so profound. Wow. Thank you so much for chatting with me. I am feeling so inspired and truly humbled by your story. And I, it's such an honor for me to have been able to chat with you. Uh, thank you to you, Monica. I, I can't tell you enough what it means to me to be able to be on your platform, um, sharing my story and being able to just speak honestly about, about who I am and what I've been through. And that is that is amazing for me. Thank you. I know that your listeners, uh, one or two or more, hopefully feel the way that you do and, and you feel inspired. And I look forward to seeing any of the comments and speaking to you a bit more offline and, and just building that conversation around um, ourselves and what motivates us and where we want to go. It's been truly an honor from my side. Thank you so, so much. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to my conversation with Gugu. I was so moved by this conversation and I hope you were too. She is, she's just a remarkable young woman. She's been through a lot and I love her passion and her willingness to go and pursue her dreams. And I hope that that somehow has touched your heart and moved you in some way, shape or form. Thank you for listening to this week's episode and please tune in next week for another awesome conversation. 